0: But it's an absolute pleasure to be speaking to both of you, simply this, how are you doing uh
1: yeah i'm I'm great. um it's really good to be here as well uh it's not it's nice to have to speak to you guys after so long.
2: yeah, same for me really. Uh, I think this is probably for me the first interview I've ever done in my life. Um, <laughs> but no, all things considered, yeah, we've had a good year. I think we went into the year not really knowing what was going to happen, what with COVID and everything, our gigs happening still, our festivals happening. Are we even going to be able to release like an EP or record anything? Um, So considering where everybody was at the start of the year, you know, to where things are now, it's, it's COVID seems like a bit of a distant memory, Mm. which is a good thing. I think it's amazing how quickly things have changed. Um, you know considering this time last year we hadn't even played a show in about 18 months um so now things are looking up i think
0: no for sure i mean we are we're at the end of august august 31st at the time of recording and festival season in this country uh the big ones is pretty much done everything ran like it should if you mm-hmm. went to any you wouldn't have noticed really that covid was a thing at all we've kind of just Moved on and uh it's great that you're out being able to gig. And of course, we're on the long and winding path to the release of your debut EP Spiritual Disease, September 9th. So not too long to go at all. When did this EP first start to form in your heads? And did you have an initial vision of what you wanted it to be?
1: John Kay Brady. I'm not one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Um it's been a little it's been sort of a long sort of uh process um throughout covid we had a a little bit of a lineup change and our current guitarist chris i say current as though he's gonna leave he's not (laughs) but um yeah chris our new guitarist um we only really started practicing with him it's probably about this time last year wasn't it wag Um, Yeah, yeah it was about the summer last year and um it was sort of like, we're sort of using this EP as sort of like a kickstart for the band as well. It's slightly different, ever so slightly to stuff we've done in the past, but it's definitely a move forward into the direction that we want to go. I think playing shows live to the extent we did pre-COVID sort of let us know, I think it all gave us a better idea of which uh, direction we want to head. And we sort of like spoke and sat down with Chris Uh, started writing, and pretty much from last summer until Christmas, that was when the EP was written. We recorded it with Joe Clayton up in Manchester, who's from Pine and Leached. Uh, We recorded it between January and March in various, you know, like two, three-day spells, and it's been ready since March. So, yeah, released on the night for September. Um, It feels like a long... it's Yeah, it's... It feels like it needs to come out now because it's been, you know, because of COVID, three years since our last EP.
0: So you're at that stage now where you're kind of just desperate to get it out into the years. Um, Obviously, it is a long and uh, long winded path to a release. It's part and parcel of the industry. But you're at this point now where you're just chomping it a
2: bit. I would say so. Yeah, yeah okay, I agree. It's
1: just it's it's been a long process, but I think for us it's been worth it because we've been able to because it's been kind of written since December. We've been able to kind of road test it with the shows we've managed to play this year, as the singles have come out. Um, also, the festivals like Two Thousand Trees was great to kind of go there and play the EP, even though a lot of people hadn't heard any of the songs. So it's just good to kind of see a little bit of a precursor as kind of how they might go down in live settings. Um, and the feedback we've got so far has been really good. Um, so, mm. we're just really excited to get it out on the 9th and um, see where it goes from there, really. So,
0: in that live environment, hearing people hearing the new tracks and hearing the music played live, when you say feedback, are they coming up to you afterward and saying, hey, that was an awesome song or whatever? Or is it simply you looking out and going, they're going ballistic or nuts for this particular track?
1: Um, it's kind of been a bit of both, really. Like, definitely finding, I think, we're getting a better crowd reaction when the song's being played. Um, but definitely also afterwards kind of I mainly sit on the merch table afterwards and try and sell a few few t-shirts and things and we definitely seem to get quite a lot of praise and people coming up to us and saying that was really good Um, especially some people who've seen us kind of previously and now the new lineup um, I do think even though I'm biased obviously like there is a step up in terms of what what we're doing and like obviously it does help that Brody and myself have been doing this for a few years prior but so we kind of know what we're looking for and Chris has kind of bedded into that really well and also Jake he's been playing bass for us he kind of just he gets it Um, so Mm. it's all kind of come together quite well over the last couple of months.
0: Yeah, I get a distinct impression having heard the EP, but also just paying attention to what you've been doing over the past uh, 12 months or so that there's a confidence in Grief Ritual that's uh, making you stand out that little bit more, in particular as well when it comes to even some of the themes and writing behind the EP, considering the EP is a metaphor for men- mental illness uh, brought on by the state of the world. Answer this then. Was it a struggle to portray those kind of feelings when Effectively, day by day, things got and continue to get worse.
1: Um, I'd kind of say, like, we didn't set out to kind of write an EP about this. Um, and, like, when we were first kind of going in terms of the actual writing, they maybe weren't the themes. But um, as we kind of progressed, and I, because I write most of the lyrics and kind of sort out most of the themes of the songs and the titles, they just kind of fell into place and started to fix. Obviously, obviously... Um, as as we were writing and putting the finishing touches to them, it kind of, <clears throat> it was as COVID was coming to an end almost. So although, <clears throat> sorry, although the, although obviously like the political situation in the world has been getting worse and worse, unfortunately, um, <clears throat> there was some positives to take from that as well. And it's kind of, um, I think just about sticking that all down onto the page and across and getting that across in the songs kind of, it's almost like a protest record in a way, without, without being that. Because it's just, a, it's kind of like really frust- expressing those frustrations of how someone with kind of mental health issues and kind of physical issues might feel, um, because of what's happening and how kind of the state of the world needs to change.
0: So I think it's fair to say that the end product, it reflects being warped by time and circumstances more than anything else.
1: Sure it's definitely um I'd say a product of its environment in terms of like what's been going on in the world the last kind of I'd say even probably I'd say 12 months but it's probably longer than that really because of everything's been going on almost since kind of Brexit in the UK like everything's just been getting worse and worse and with um, the winter we potentially got ahead it's going to get worse worse it's going to get a lot worse unfortunately which is just it's really frustrating just as an everyday person to be working not kind of knowing if you're going to be able to pay your bills. Like, I've got a pretty good job, um, fortunately, but even then, it's it's still a struggle to kind of see where things are going. So, I know there's a lot of people who are a lot worse off than me. Mm. So, I don't really know how they would be able to kind of make ends meet end meets in, in that situation and going forward.
0: There, there is no arguing with the absolute uh, mess of things right now. And particularly as you touched and you talk there, I can already see what kind of happens, which is this uh, discussion, it leads into so many different faucets because of just so many different problems. As a group, as grief ritual, as a unit, how do you keep such an array of thoughts and feelings in order? And when it came to condensing that into something like spiritual disease, where did you struggle the most? Um I'd say one thing that we're quite good at is
1: is actually managing to sort that out. because um, all the songs that we write in and like in terms of their structure and what they're they're based on, it we kind of start with a wider idea and then and then drill down into what we're actually trying to do. Um so we're quite we're quite lucky in that respect. Like a lot of the songs were written kind of in a certain way, and then we got to a point where we thought we'd finished, left it a little bit came back to it later and kind of worked on each of those individual parts so that they're now kind of the pieces that are gonna be released on the ninth, where they're in the finishing touches. Because we we got to the point where we just thought there's nothing more that can be taken away or added from those. Um, So in a way they're kind of that piece. So obviously in terms of the worst thing about it, I guess it's the time it can take sometimes, Um, but equally it serves its own purpose because we work on the songs so much um, that they get to the point where you can't possibly do any we think but you can't really possibly do anything more to them so it's kind of it's a it's a blessing and a curse almost because sometimes you can think a song is completely finished and you've poured your heart into it and then you'll think a couple of weeks later just go back to it and you'll be actually like no that could, that could be so much better if we just change this or or try something else out there which I think Brodie probably agree, kind of we, we really kind of try and revise and go over things um as a trio I've yeah. the fourth from with Jake and it helps that Jake's really good at helping us write the, the, the songs as well so
2: yeah I think more so than like before this is the first time we've ever been able to actually demo some of our songs um and because we've been a band for a few years now I think it's the first time we've actually written a song left it for a bit gone back to it really like I would say this is probably WAG's best uh, lyrics and vocal work in general. And I think that's just because like you were saying, we really looked at each song, each section, you know, what's being said, the flow of it. We really did spend quite a lot of time because we had quite a lot of time to sit on it. We really have sort of like been a a lot more concise than I think we have been in the past and being able to demo it definitely helped uh, this time. Hopefully we can still do that in the future. it's
0: that isn't it because obviously the time afforded to do all what you've been able to do for spiritual disease is good all good and proper but whether or not you would have that in the future as things effectively as we say get back to normal and you're on a bit of a time constraint i get the impression though what you've learned and what you've taken from the entire period is something that is part and parcel now of the makeup of brief ritual going forward
2: 100 percent yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to say. But yeah, I think moving, moving forward, um, one of the like really good things that Chris has brought to the band is being able to... Before, a lot of the ideas were written in the jam room, mm. whereas now we can listen to it, take time, come up with ideas. So when we get together, it's really productive uh, and it's a lot more focus-based, whereas before it was a bit like just a few mates getting together every week and seeing what comes out. Whereas now we feel like we've got a definite purpose when we go into practice. We know what we want. We know what we're going to do. We know where the songs are heading. Um, and yeah, I think. Wag anything else?
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, yeah. one thing with us as well is like we're all we're not all based in the same place, so. When we do get together, which isn't unfortunately very often, we have to find ways to kind of to work around that and make sure, as Brody says, we are productive when we do get together. So there's a lot of like demo sharing away from that, a lot of kind of just talking. And it also helps that we all really get on with each other because um, we're all heading towards, we all want kind of the similar things. And I think that really helps. Like being in any band, obviously you need to get on with the people you're working with. Otherwise it makes it a whole lot harder and that we all do get on and like can have a good laugh aside from just writing music. It's not all about that, which it just Mm -hmm. makes things so much easier.
0: That determination and that unity uh, that you have now as a group, is that what, is that what you would potentially point at as saying is the biggest change in the mentality of Brief Ritual as you stand here in 2022, say compared to a few years ago?
1: Um, Potentially. Yeah. I think, I think, on a whole, we just really know what we want to do now and want to achieve where where previously we were kind of a bit naive in terms of the way we were approaching things and the way we were working, where we, we probably didn't make the most of the kind of opportunities we had and the, the time we had, but um, obviously with everything that happened, you kind of appreciate what you've got to do more, I think. And we did use the time that fortunately we had, um, kind of where we were doing nothing to kind of really reappraise how we were approaching everything. And moving from that, I think we have applied ourselves a lot a lot differently in the last year. So yeah, I kind of agree.
0: I think the end result speaks for itself. And particularly, uh, one of the things I always really enjoy is when uh, a band becomes almost undefinable. Uh, when it comes to the genre, terminology a part of a modern set as well it seems to sit outside of a genre constraints a band you're often you know for fans of and then this bands are listed alongside grief ritual i guess i want to ask you is that a purposeful direction or have you naturally kind of evolved and found what works for you in regards to the different elements you throw into the grief ritual melting pot
1: i'd say it's kind of it's not something we set out to do like um We've never kind of had a set genre in mind um because we've all got different influences and different likes, and we're from kind of different but similar musical backgrounds um so I think kind of what you what you see with us and what you listen to and hear is kind of it is a real melt melting pot of those ideas that we've we're just trying to push across and kind of take the best parts and the genres that we love and the kind of the songs that we like and the artists that we like and kind of interpret them in our own way so. I guess I guess you could call us like a crossover band because we're. Yeah. I guess I think we consider ourselves kind of like a black and metallic hardcore band. Um, maybe we we're a post metal and death metal thrown in there, yeah. but equally it's kind of those genres touch on each other but don't sit together nicely. So it's it's difficult to kind of say. And I think different people, depending on their musical background and what they listen to, see different things and interpret different things in different ways. So it's kind of all all on the listener as well there, which. It's great if different people see different things in us because it means there's um there's something there kind of for everyone almost.
0: I'm sure you guys would agree, not a fan of pigeonholing anyway, although it's mm. got a purpose and a sense to it, the whole you belong in this genre, it's too I'm limited sure. and uh, yeah, forget all of that. Be you, be whatever you want to be. No, I, I agree completely. I think like,
1: especially in terms of music, like it's an art form, like you should you should be kind of expressing yourself in the way you want. And um, like for me, some of the best shows I've played have been mixed bills, like especially yeah. like at a festival where you can go and see one, type, one band and then go see another band who's completely different to you and it, have an amazing time at, at both because yeah. you can celebrate the difference between them. And also there's, mo- there's more than one way to do something and express an idea, which I think in music that should be celebrated.
0: You played, you played some festivals where uh, you know the the array of genres and bands yes. is insane. When people talk about grief ritual, this is me just doing a, a natural wonder around in the depths of social media. It's often regarding how spectacular you are in the live environment. So, is this EP the complement to that aspect of who you are? If you want to get a full grief ritual experience, as it were, you now have the EP, fantastic. You can listen to that in your headphones, via streaming services, et cetera, on September 9th. But if you really want to see a know grief ritual, you've got to get to a show, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Like, um, I would say we are better live, which I think a lot of people kind of would kind of say. But the EP is really good. Like, it's it's definitely the best thing we've ever produced. And uh, Joe Clayton is a big part of the reason that, that for that. Um, He's done an amazing job in the way making it sound kind of, it has as kind of almost how we would imagine it would like to, sorry, the, the way we would have liked it to sound before we went to see, went to record with him. So it's kind of, yeah, definitely a compliment to, I think um, we, we're one of those bands and I know it's a cliche, but we put everything into the live shows. So it's kind of, I think we're a band that you'll know you've seen us, whether you like it or not kind of thing. There's no kind of half measures with us when we play live.
0: Mm. The tracks that have been released so far online now we've uh, had the feedback in a live environment but do you pay much attention to the online feedback the comments that come your way from what's been heard be it social media or on youtube and stuff like that and how have you found that side of the reaction um it's kind of difficult not to pay attention but equally kind of I don't think
1: we we in mind either way, like if we get any negative negativity or positivity, it doesn't really bother us either way because we're kind of putting the music out for ourselves and um, but obviously, it's always nice to know that people are enjoying it and people are listening like that and that's a big positive kind of especially in this day and age that you can kind of potentially reach so many people from all around mm-hmm. the world, like we've had people listening kind of in like Iceland and Malta and Finland that we've like we wouldn't know they wouldn't have been able to listen to us, like, in the past. So it's just this amazing where you can find people from. Same with, like, America, we have people listening to us in, in that country where it's, that's a huge, huge place to have your music heard.
2: That's mainly my cousin, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably.
0: Small positives of stat obsessions. It can get dangerous <laughs> as well, but if you can spot uh, elements like that, that's, that's mm. a massive positive. And um, then, gents, for you, what is the biggest challenge for Grief Ritual to break out of the UK underground scene, as it were, and how do you plan to achieve it? Do you want
1: to go for that one, Brady?
2: Uh, cheers, mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for us, it's... We love writing music, we love practising, we love getting together. But I think for me, especially with our genre, It's all about playing live shows. That's why I do it. I think that's why anyone who's a musician really does what we do. Um, And before COVID, that was how we were making sort of all of our steps forward because we are a DIY band. We don't have any like management or anything like that. We book our own shows pretty much. Um, And it's all just been forward like momentum from day one. Um, And I'm pretty confident this is, the best stuff we've ever written and released like by far so i'm just excited now to see what comes out of releasing this ep what's going to come in the next year we've got some cool stuff lined up towards the end of the year and maybe at the start of next year um so things are looking pretty positive for us at the minute
0: basically keep doing what you're doing and uh you'll get there basically
1: yeah i think i think so it's kind of for us it's all about just maintaining momentum and kind of trying to push on like in any way we can possibly do so there's, there's although there's kind of things we'd like to achieve a lot a lot of the things we've done so far as a band are kind of the things we'd set out to achieve just being a band in the first place Mm. so it's all a bonus now to us but obviously you get to a certain level and you want to push on from there like I just think that's a natural way to be so for us it's just yeah like Brody says it's about Getting the record out, seeing what happens and maintaining that momentum and pushing forward, I think.
0: Yeah, it is all about that. Um, all the focus right now, September 9th, Spiritual Disease. Um, it's an immense release, guys. I'm really, really pleased. Thank up you. Bloody great. And I hope it is as uh, spectacular for everybody else as I think it is. Before you go, you briefly touched upon it. What else might you have in the works for the remainder of 2022 and into 2023 that you can, of course, talk about? Unfortunately, I don't think there's anything we can say. Um, we've,
1: Stop, got yeah. shows. we've got a couple of shows lined up that we've not, really, we've not announced yet. So um, they'll be appearing quite, short, quite soon on our social media. Um,
2: and hopefully people will be as excited about those as we are. There's an EP release show coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's one <laughs> we thing can,
1: we can say.
2: But... That's vague.
0: Vague is fine, it means stuff is going <laughs> on. That's all that matters, that stuff. You're not telling me yeah. all we don't know, we'll see what happens. Stuff is going on, pay attention to your socials and we'll find it there. refresh. Yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for no, che- it's been yeah. great. Cheers, Carl, thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, Consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?